Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, Nolte Antui. We got Karen Mack in the back, and this is MDK Presents, Brandon Sakai. Brandon, tell the folks who you are, what you do, and thanks for coming here. Oh, guys, thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Brandon Zakai. I'm a actor, comedian in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, like, stand-up, doing stand-up almost every day of the week, sometimes a couple shows a day uh, when things are, are out and about. Uh, been on a few TV shows, uh, a lot of commercials. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with some production companies. I think that's how we met. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The form the form lunchbox. Yeah, yeah. I have some stickers uh, on the back of this uh, computer right now. I'll deck down to form lunchbox. <laughs> so I've shot some films with them. I've been in some things with them. Um, yeah, man, just, just love, you know, making people laugh, creating content, I thought, you know, like just being in and around film and being able to like kind of create things that people love and do is like, it's all about it. It's what I'm all about. And, uh, man, I mean, it's, it's, you guys may not know this. And by the time this airs, this may be old news, but I was just, uh, we, we've been in lockdown in uh, Toronto, Ontario for the yeah. last month, and uh, we're opening up again <clears throat> at the beginning of February. Man, it's just going to feel so good to get to get back out there, uh, get my shows back up and running. I run like three shows a week in Toronto, get to be back on other people's shows, you know, dude, performing live. It's, Doing it's your thing. It's, dude, <laughs> I feel like my brand. Okay, so yeah, that's the other thing. I run a meme page, and the production company for comedy is called Comedy Sucks. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go, Sp- is it spelled? As, is it spelled Comedy Sucks? Or it, yeah, Comedy Sucks, uh, all one word. And then if you're on Instagram, it's .to because we're in Toronto. Uh, I don't know. Can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, some fuck, some fuck out there has Comedy Sucks. He's doing nothing with it too. Like. <laughs> Like, he knows I want it. So all of a sudden, it's going to be like, yo, that's me, enough. Like, Maybe that's enough. Just knowing somebody else wants it. That's that yeah, might no, be just he, enough. Oh, you know? He's going to hold it over my head. He's going to be like, yo, I need like <laughs> 3 million lakh. And I'm like, that's, if I was, if I was, if I was broke in another country, I would just be like buying up every fucking <laughs> word. Yeah. On yeah. There's a reason why it's the real Donald Trump because some fucking kid in like Montana has Donald Trump. He's like, I got this, man. I'm gonna yeah. store that guy for millions. You know, like never fucking happens. No, it never happens. No, man. I watch yeah. uh, Flagrant Two, and they're constantly buying domain names during the episodes. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, buy that shit, buy that shit. Exactly. Yeah. It's so genius, man. But uh, but yeah, so we're comedy sucks. Um, so we run the the shows in the city. And uh, we we put up memes every day, mostly about doing comedy. Because man, if you if you've ever done stand up, you know what it's like to to be gigging and on the road. Man, it sucks. Man, it's rough. Um, it's 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 fun when you kill. It's yeah. it's fun when you don't. It's everything else in between. Trying to like get the gigs, go to the gigs, hmm. deal with others. Man, it's it, it's it is work like anything else. But man, it's just fucking it's it's a pain in the ass. So. So, on, on that, do you mind if I just dig it? There's something <laughs> I've never, I've never actually got to ask a comic this. When you yeah. start doing this, you're talking about it just being a, a, a grind, as like anything else, a job. But was yeah. is it that first time you ever got up on stage? Is it as nerve wracking as I've I've always pictured it in my brain? Is oh. that first time? Because like I can tell a joke, but yeah. don't tell me to be like I need you to be funny between eight o'clock and and half past eight. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Routine funny. So being 
Being yeah, funny. like be funny now. Like do a th- yeah. do a funny now. Like, <laughs> do a bit, now, Brandon. Do a bit. Hey, don't get no respect. <laughs> yeah, pure Dangerfield. Everybody goes Dangerfield when they do. Oh, yeah. Dangerfield's the best, man. Like that's the thing. I was talking Dangerfield the other day, man, and 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 that guy, that guy's effortless. That and like I don't know, maybe this, maybe I'm just being an asshole. But like when you when you're that ugly, it's hard not to laugh at. Right? You've like got a sense fucking, of humor about that fucking face. You're just like anything coming out of this dude. He's like a human um, poet. Yeah, like, take my wife, please. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's not a joke. That's not a well-processed joke. I'm like, I'm like 100% there. sure anything anybody says, if you say it with a Rodney Dangerfield, if you start talking in a Dangerfield <laughs> yeah. impression, you, you're going to be funny, you know? Like, it just, it just comes naturally. Like... uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put myself on the spot, but you say this guy's comedian. It's like it's not funny. I'm like fuck off, man. But it's just like. <laughs> um, so to answer your question, I started doing stand up when I was uh, 21. Um, yeah. and so 30 years ago. Yeah, 30 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Brandon, you look a soft 52. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just do yourself a favor. Finish that with like, no, no, you're all right. No, you're you're all right. right. You're no, right. no, you're all right. <laughs> this this fucking guy. Is that my case? Oh, no, you're all right. <laughs> But sorry, you were saying you, you, so you're 21 and you decided. I was 21, so I've been doing it for about uh, 10 years. Um, and the like, it's weird to say like what my first time was like because I was like I just been ready and I was excited, and you know I had taken the Second City stand up class. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Second City. It's like a from Chicago initially, weren't they? Yes, yes, it's yeah. a Chicago. I think they have New York, Los Angeles, and they have Toronto. And a lot of great comedians have come up through Second City. Um, a lot of a lot of big names. I think Tina Fey's a Second City person. I know Eugene Levy's a Second City person. Um, One of two great comedians there. Oh, yeah. 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 oh my god! We're on each other the whole fucking time. <laughs> no, hey, no, I was sitting, I was sitting on the bridge. Bridge. <laughs> Um But uh, sure, so, sight. This was obviously not just. Something you were like, somebody walk you up and said, you have to get out of bed and do a stand-up routine. This is obviously something no, that, no. no, this was like the culmination of a dream of yours. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I was just always a fucking ham. I was a class clown. I was just always making jokes. And like, you do everything you can to like, oh, at least I did to like not do stand-up and acting because it was like, I don't want to fucking fail. And then like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you realize like you're, I'm, I'm flunking out of massage therapy school. I dropped out of college and it's just like, dude, I'm failing at everything else. Let's, let's fucking do this one summer. I remember it was, uh, it was June. I said, let's do this to September. And if this doesn't work out, I just, I'll just go back to school. And it worked out pretty well. I got an agent for acting, started doing stand up, started putting on like local shows and stuff like that. And everything kind of picks up. So after I'd done the course, I was just ready. I was just ready. I had like done these jokes in front of other class members. Um, it's like a four or five week course and I was just ready. But as someone who's putting on shows now, who puts on open mics, I get to meet other people who maybe just rolled out of bed as like, I, I want to do this. And I've never had anything done. And they're like, Oh, I'm funny. I should be able to handle it. 
And when they come up to me afterwards, they're just kind of like, it's so different, man. Everybody's looking at you. And yeah, of course. You don't have the setup to like tell your story about that time that girl did blah, 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 blah. You have to kind of like introduce the whole premise to the audience. So there's work. There's there's a huge formula to it. Um, it is, you know what? It's nerve wracking. But but to my earlier point, man, when I said that, it's, it's like we're doing this because there's nothing else we can probably fucking do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like like I don't I, like. It's either this or I'm like the most annoying guy in the cubicle in the call center. Like always on the verge of being fired, you know? Yeah. Like whenever, like, I'll just be the fucking asshole. Like the phones are ringing every time. And every time it fucking rings, I'm like, is somebody going to get that? You know? Just, yeah, like, yeah. Just, just a real piece of shit, man. So, so yeah. You're saving so, the world from yourself. When you're exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like the teacher who like tells the class clown, it's like if you're quiet, I will give you five minutes at the end of class. To tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I read Bill Hicks's autobiography, and the, yeah. yeah, these parents were called in, and she said, "I just, I just need to get my, I need you to tell your son to give me back my class." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and oh he was God. like eight or something, like you know. So that's just, that's just, yeah, it's there, it's in the blood. There's nothing you that can do me, with it except aim it. Do you that think? Was yeah. me, man. That was me. but you are a comic. In 2022, he was a yeah. comic way back in the 90s. Being a comic now, man, is fucking different. How, like, yeah. how do you think it's of different. being funny in 2022? Is like yeah. the, the, the slings and arrows I'm talking about, cancel culture I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. How, how sensitive people are to something. Not to shit on it all at all, but yeah. like, it, it may, how do you deal with the slings and arrows there? Because funny isn't just funny anymore. Yeah. So, so I mean, I think, I think they were always kind of, sacred cows if you know the expression they're always yeah. like untouchable topics whether it was like 1990 or 1980 or 1950 and you're or like i don't know when was lenny bruce i mean like that's, that's you know the early 60s kind of exactly. cancel culture goes all the way back to that you know just for saying going so it's, i don't think it's anything new um i also think i also think like i always tell people it's like when they're like oh you can't do that joke i'm like you can do it but you have to reframe it you have to like, like not be shitting on the stupid trailer park people, like feel for them. And then you can call yeah. them trailer park. People. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you have trailer parks in Ireland, you know, like do you? Well, kind of haunting sites. Kind of, all here. Yeah. Haunting sites. Yeah. Yeah. It's just gypsies, right? That, that's yeah, 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 yeah. That's <laughs> why we were very not so subtly dancing around. I shouldn't even yeah. be saying that. That's a bad fucking word. So yeah, but, that, but, that, but even just falling back, on, on, do you sometimes use your own identity and shit on yourself, and yeah. then use that to say, like, look, guys, I'm not. It's not that I'm coming for everyone. It's just that yeah. things are a joke to me. So you you yes. lay on because I I watched you doing the MCU. Uh, roast where you were kind of roasting from the perspective of an overall fucking director and yes. you were kind of going oh we're not allowed to say nazis now <laughs> like we're yeah. not allowed to just like we can't just say punching nazis and all agreed that's a good fucking thing and exactly. it, was, it was a great fucking joke but you <laughs> but but it, it was it was it had extra dimensions because you were able to use the fact that you yourself are jewish and, yes. and it killed and i just thought that that's what you do that's what a good joke is you use who you are where you are to reinforce your point it's it's absolutely you have to bring yourself into every joke and like that's i forget what it's called but it's like it's like you're setting off your point of view and your perspective and you're not trying to be like hey don't we all know that blah 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 like that like these people are bad you're just kind of like hey man i'm sitting here uh this this is my perspective as you know a jewish this is my perspective as a black trans person this is my perspective mm -hmm. as you know uh, a chinese immigrant it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah. you're like telling a story and you're trying to i mean that's what 
comedy and communication is you're trying to see things through like other perspectives and oh yeah and that's why people learn through comedy that's why it's a spoonful of sugar that makes that medicine go down like it's easy to take a, it's easy to take a hard truth that way if somebody's giving it to you in that in that perspective in, in like a funny way um i've never worried too much about cancel culture man i mean like I, I feel like I could make my jokes. I mean, I can, I'm saying this now. Who fucking knows? Like next week, mm. and they might be coming after me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, yeah. I feel like I could make my jokes and and you know let let the world know just based off the persona I build up. That like, man, I, this is this is all these are, these these are all coming from fun and games, man. It's like I like I, I maybe I should start saying, man, I want the best for everybody, including myself. But these fucking Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these yeah, Irish cunts. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Cooper had a joke like one in five people are Chinese. There's me, my brother Hing Ho, uh, Michael, Deirdre, and such and now. I, I, and I keep my eye on Deirdre. And something like that. And that was and that was it. It was a racist. It was a, a semi-racist joke. But it didn't, there was no hate in it. There was no badness in it. The, the, the joke is that he himself is ignorant. Yeah. There's there's you know, a great there's a great Don Rickles one, which I think plays even better today in the age of identity politics, where you ask somebody, hey, uh, who are you? And before they say, hi, I'm Sam, they're like, well, as a Persian man, or like, well, I'm yeah. a black female <laughs> intersex, you know, whatever. I have a lesbian friend, and it's, it's she's yeah. my, my fiance's best friend, and it is the cornerstone of her personality. Yeah. It, it is, is, it is. the absolute and, cornerstone of her personality. And that's why it's called identity politics. She's like, that's where you find your identity. And, and like, I would have never, you know, when I started out, I would never, you know, start my fucking set. And, and, and I think Vinny's seen it where I go, I'm an Iraqi Jew, and 12 <laughs> of us left in the wild, you know? And he and told me that joke. He told yeah. me, like, Vinny told me that joke. It was a good fucking joke. Like, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. But, you know, but it is people want to know who you are and your background. So, so we are in an age of identity politics. But back to the Rickles thing, there's a great one, old one that plays even better today where he'll go up to somebody in the audience, uh, whether they're like Asian or black or, or something, and they'll say like, uh, what, what are you, Chinese? And they go, no, Japanese. And he goes, what, is that supposed to be better? <laughs> <laughs> it is in terms of technology. <laughs> it is. It's just like throw it into your face. Like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be offended because you assume my race. It's like, yeah, well, I'm going to be offended that you assume you're like, there's a problem with another one, you know, it's yeah. just. I, I love yeah. that. So, yeah. Well, uh, one thing that always confused me about the identity politics you spoke uh, spoke about there was like back during sixties, seventies, and eighties, when people like of different sexual orientation or different uh, races were like, "Don't look at me for my race or my sexual orientation. Look at me as the yeah. character that's in, within me as a human. Yeah. Look beyond what I am and look at who I am." And nowadays, <laughs> it's the it's the absolute inverse. Where it's like, I am, as you said, like, you know, I'm going to name out my ethnicity, my sexual orientation, my fucking job, my second cousin's yeah. job. And then I'm going to introduce myself mm. as Vincent. Your eye color. Yeah. You know what? I, I totally agree. I think, I think we have gone backwards in that, in that regard. Mm. You know, yeah. I think, I think we got lazy. Um, to where getting to know everybody as an individual just kind of seems like such a fucking chore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just kind of like chalk you all up as you know irish cunts or you know yeah doesn't understand it yeah but like <laughs> i i always thought with the lgbt thing was uh that they're like all the time they were like look at us as different people as individuals and then they're like and now they're so happy to be lumped together as this one acronym 
You know what? You know what? I'll fight you on that a little bit because I know like people who are like, dude. I don't think everybody in the LGBT club likes. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not generalizing, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no perception. Yeah, the perception. I think I think it's important as like a political lobbying thing. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah, There's a banner that they will all exist on. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you need to group together unity and strength and all. I've never seen a group of like gay guys hang out with a group of trans people or like a group of trans (laughs) hang out with lesbians and just be like fucking high five. Oh man, said lesbian doesn't like hanging out with gay men. I was thinking of said lesbian. The lesbian I referenced earlier does not like hanging out with gay men. (laughs) Like you know, man, when you when you said about the groups, I was thinking of the movie The Warriors. Oh <laughs> yeah! The trans are coming down and like, lesbians. <laughs> That's fucking. Oh my god! You can have it, Brandon, if you want. You can have it. <laughs> it's all yours. Give me, give me and Peter Hatch like six thousand dollars, and we'll be, we'll be the LGBT warriors, man. Like, oh my god! Come on, That's perfect. Hey, hey, al- hey, alphabet people! You're coming down, meeting in the group parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> gonna make those holes glorious. <laughs> yeah. That boy, I, I seen that film when I was very, very young, and that boy did something to me. You know, what I mean? yeah. you know you're awakening, and that's it's just, a, hey, cool that cats good, over there. Yo, so I I saw it later, and the first time I watched, I'm like, wait, why is this? Why is everybody like this movie? Why is it so cool? And then like time passed, I saw it the second time. And the second time I saw, I'm just giddy to see all the characters introduced. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is why this is a good movie because you just want to see everybody like get in on it. Like, yeah. oh man, it's so much fun that movie. It is so a fun, fun fucking yeah. movie. Man. I laughed my ass. One of those movies where somebody says, "I hate that movie," it makes it it difference how you see them. Like, <laughs> oh, and you don't say anything, but you have judged them on a level that they'll never know about. Oh, it's so <laughs> you know good. It, 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 like the one I one time like did the fucking like uh, warriors come out and play like thing like just just in public I, I forget what the context was and the person didn't get it and i think at that point i just knew that person was a piece of shit hey, it's <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah. like what are we doing together <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah did you ever get that kind of moment when you're talking to someone and you're like wait why do we even know each other <laughs> oh, that was the moment yeah i was with a girl briefly and i, I ended up with my fiance but she was like why her and not me and i didn't want to tell her it's because she likes metal. <laughs> she likes metal. You're, you're, wait, you don't like metal? No, I love metal. Okay. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, she likes heavy metal. I could sit in with her and listen to heavy metal. Because I couldn't, like, it's not a deep thing, but I really, yeah. really want that. <laughs> so, yeah. like, fucking, I threw this shit on for you. You didn't like it. And that was like Metallica or something. Dude, I, you're not coming into, like, the carcass fucking mm. cannibal corpse regions oh, with me then, are you? Like, you know? I got I that just, vibe from you immediately. You were a fucking oh, Yeah, I knew, I knew that. I grew up a huge metalhead. Started off with new metal, then kind of like in flames was definitely like I think everybody's like gateway band and oh like god yeah. real metal or death metal or like whatever you fucking want to call it. Big into the Gothenburg sound, so I love Dark Tranquility and fucking uh At the Gates. I love At the Gates. Oh dude. At the Gates was responsible, like like a lot of the mid two thousands metalcore is like so built in like at the gates worship. Um Fucking soil work is pretty cool. Uh, and then just kind of built out from there. My big thing was I was big into like, I guess it was called death doom or just slow death metal. Sludge, Fucking, we call it. No, sludge is different. I, cause sludge kind of has like a bit of a groove, grindy, like, no, not grind, like, like a crowbar and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's sludge. I'm talking something more like swallow the sun, 
early catatonia uh, I, like, I know catatonia yeah catatonia is an amazing i've seen catatonia just about a year just before all this shit hit actually yeah they're phenomenal I've seen them between the buried and me and yeah fucking oh, man, phenomenal that's, a band. Good, that's a good concert i've seen i've seen catatonia many times in toronto i saw them once when i was traveling uh over I, in israel i went to finland for a f- couple of metal festivals back in the day uh the tuska festival in 06 maybe later i'll bring up the frame poster i have <laughs> all that cool shit <laughs> What's the comedy scene like in Israel, uh, Brandon? Yeah, oh, dude, I, I, love I, I, you know what? I went like that was I was fucking nineteen, so I <laughs> one. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. There's a lot of good um, TV. There's a big TV industry. In Israel. Would you like to do a set there or something? Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. I think. You know what? I still get it. You know, when I do the Iraqi Keeping Jew, it Israel. That's what I <laughs> when I do the Iraqi Jew thing, lots of Israelis come up to me because they know that context. They know what it means to be an Iraqi Jew. Yeah. Which just means an impatient prick. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, get to the point. Get to the point. Funny in this? Like, I love the fact that I thought like an Iraqi Jew's experience would be a nuanced Because like the fucking to fucking you guys or even the fucking people in Canada, like what does it mean? Like you barely, like people barely know what a fucking Jew is to begin with. You know, yeah. they expect me to have the curly cues and the, <laughs> the um, and like, what the fuck do they know about fucking Iraq? So it's yeah. I may as I may as well have just told them I'm just kind of like I'm I'm a Protestant ghost, and they're just like. Oh. <laughs> That's that's about as real to me. I've heard well, of the like the, 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 I'm not the same thing you are inside of your identity politics. That's, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Right? You know I mean? <laughs> oh man, I should I should I should start like that's how I'll get to like know people better. It's like I'll just fucking lie, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like who it's do like, you I'm want me to be? Mormon, you know? <laughs> game Mormon. That's like that's like the trickiest motherfucking thing ever. Though, yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's <laughs> Mormon. It's like I've got seven husbands at home. I'll <laughs> <Yes>. just <laughs> just be like I'm a Jewish Mormon, but that's not, I said I'm a Jewish Mormon. You know what? There, you know what? The, have you heard about this? I don't know if I don't know if that make it there, but the Mormons got into trouble because they like to um, fucking baptize okay. or convert <laughs> dead people what? so yes they like to oh, convert you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah i read i read i read they, yeah, they they're like trying to to, it was some big profile person that they tried to convert after death who the fuck was that was i don't JFK? know if it was a big pro- they did it for holocaust victims oh fuck that was their thing. They wanted to make sure that those people were taken care of by Joseph Smith in the afterlife <laughs> or some bullshit. So they fucking would like, oh, dude. I don't even know how to put it retroactively, postmortemly. Yeah. They would, they would <laughs> Post- posthumously or whatever to say. Yeah, posthumously. Posthumously. Yeah, 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 posthumously. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm supposed to be the one who makes a living off his words. Yeah. But, <laughs> right, motherfucker. Right, right. Uh, no, dude. No, just in my head, I'm just imagining fucking like Mitt Romney with a shovel pulling out a fucking skeleton and smacking him with water and magic underwear. Like, <laughs> Romney Dangerfield. Yeah. yeah. Romney Dangerfield. Oh my God! Get the fuck out of here, (laughs) man! Mitt Romney's history is fucked up. Do you ever hear about that? Where his folks uh, brought his mother actually onto American soil 
so she can give birth on American side so he could eventually run for president someday. If that ever I, came up like Because I heard that the family has like deep roots in Mexico <laughs> yeah. and like some sort of Mormon cult commune, mm. which is dude Let's keep busy. It's because here's, here's the thing, man. Here's the thing. Like, why is that not something we talk about every day? Right? <laughs> <laughs> why are we not talking about that? Like, there's an American politician who like was born and like raised around a Mexican Mormon comedy. Like, <laughs> there's so many like weird fucking stories that we're just kind of like, yeah, but but you know he's all right. He's a good guy. Let's let's let's, 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 let's pass that. Shit. That's how shit like Cosby happens, right? Like, yeah. it's just. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Fucking goddamn like amateur hour. <laughs> and it's the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest right. podcast on this stream. <laughs> when that happens on stage, I just put my dad on speaker and I'm just like, hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, sorry. Again, in my head, I've never, never actually got to talk to a stand up comic before. And one thing I always want to ask was, you know, your first night, what's that like? Okay, so the second thing is uh, hecklers, whatever you fuckers call them. God but bless them. God bless Hecklers. So what? So like, it's a, it's a curveball. You weren't expecting it. I'm a little bit drunk, and you're 20 minutes into your set, and I want to know quite cleverly, when does the comedy start? Did oh, everyone hear what God. I said? I said, when does the comedy start? I, I, I said to the guy instead, I asked, sorry, <laughs> I, asked to, I asked when the comedy starts. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you, I got you. Just pull down your pants and then we're all going to have a laugh. Um, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Uh, God bless hacklers. Um, I, you know, you asked me my first story. I, I should have actually told, like, that was the first time I did stand-up for real. The first, first, first time I got into stand-up comedy through heckling, which is, like, don't, don't learn from me. Don't do what I did. But I was at, like, a, uh, like, birthday party with friends we're we're at like a bar they have stand-up going man and like we were just fucking annoying fucking kids man like just yelling and, and doing stupid shit and uh you know um and this one guy comes in this one comic and, and i just look at him and i go man this guy looks like the angriest guy in the world and he gets up on stage and he's fucking the angriest guy in the world and he's great he was great his name is dom pare d-o-m-p-a-r-e with like a little accent on the e um and, and and to this day he's one of my fucking favorites and um he gets on, on and off stage and this like blonde girl goes up and like we're fucking heckling her and uh you know like eventually it just gets out of hand the the host goes yeah you think you're so funny why don't you come up here and do it and it's exactly the moment that you're talking about Noel, where it's like i'm like uh okay you know it's like uh <laughs> guess guess everyone here thought they were funny yeah you know, and, and I forget what happens, but the blonde girl, she's like, yeah, why don't you fucking, you know, like, why, why don't you say something to me when it'll slap you in the face? And I go, whoa, were you always this confident or did the bleach in your hair just kind of like seep into your brain? <laughs> he gets up, runs up to the stage and gives me a smack across the face. Like, oh no my fucking God. joke. The, the show's over. Promote, like, the, the host like, okay, show's over. We're done here. We're done here. That girl's boyfriend goes like, what? what what's going on? What's <laughs> a little uncalled for. I didn't, like, I, like, I don't want to say control your woman. But, like, <laughs> but control your woman. At least as to what's happening. I am not the one who needs to be held back in this moment. Don Paré comes up to me afterwards and he goes, listen, man, there's two types of people who heckle. Assholes and people who think that they can do better. And you don't strike me as an asshole. Come back next week with five minutes. And that actually is the the real 
Genesis. Oh, that's uh, incredible. Yeah. Started. Like, I have my own superhero origin story. And to I was this day, to, oh, you bet me to the joke, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank story. you. To yeah, this like, day. He's your radioactive Spider-Man. <laughs> like, he's, 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 he's the one that came up and slapped you. You're like, yes. Slapped by Don Poiré. He woke up the next day. Observing things. Dude, actually, fucking, here's here's the post postscript to the story. Um, months later, I'm like, doing my own show in my in my own like little suburb just outside of toronto and uh this girl comes in and she asks for a spot she gets a spot and you know i'm just like oh, she's her boyfriend comes in i go oh my god that's that's the girl that's the guy i'm like fucking i'm just like oh they don't know yet they don't they don't fucking know yet they, they don't know yet so she does her set you know, I get on stage. I'm a host. I go, okay. Hey, who here wants to hear the story about how I got started in comedy? <laughs> so I, I tell the story. And then I say, I tell the lie. I, I say, you know, and then she, you know, I say, was, uh, uh, were you always that comedy? The, the bleach blonde joke, joke? And then she slaps me. In the middle of the audience, this woman, the girl, she's in the back. She goes, that was you! <laughs> and everyone just explodes. So, so that also had a nice little payoff. Um, yeah. Did you, were you okay? Like, was it a truce afterwards? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, she just, I think she was super embarrassed that she just did my show. And, um, and, and I was talking to the boyfriend afterwards. And, and like, I couldn't even hold myself back. Where I'm like with this guy, and I was like, dude, I, I couldn't wait to do it, man. I'm so, I'm so oh man, dude, I'm so happy you didn't recognize me. Oh, God, I love the story. Oh, thank you so. And he's just kind of like, huh? Yeah. Well, I think he's, he's gonna have to fucking deal with it the whole way back home. Like, why didn't you know? Like, it's fucking amazing, but man. There has to be forgiveness in comedy, doesn't there? There has to be kind of like because you, you take something that's very serious and you quite often you make it yeah. funny, and that has to apply to you and how you felt about things and how you were interacting with things. What do you mean forgiveness? Do you mean from the audience? I just know, like you know, if if if, if uh, there's something that makes people angry, you take it and you make it funny. And even mm. if you had to use that with your own interactions with other comedians, I think the yeah. same rule might apply. Like a yeah. full power or something. something. Yeah, something that's quite, something that was, we were up in each other's face and it was all like adrenaline and people like punches yeah. were thrown. And then the next day, somebody tells a joke, you go, actually, that is a funny way of remembering it. And then <laughs> it just changed, it flips the script. Nothing has changed about the facts, but the feelings mm. have changed. And that's typ- comedy as purest. It typifies I, I, not what you say, it's how you say it, really, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah. You know what? There's a lot of that, too. And, and I think that kind of goes back to what I was saying about, you know, when we're talking about cancel culture. It's like, I think mm. there are definitely topics you can still touch on, but you have to change the way you approach it and relate to it. You know, um, I, I definitely think you could make a, a joke, you know, about, you know, that's that's the key word. You can make a joke about things you don't make jokes at the expense of yeah <laughs> I, I don't want to i don't want to it's hurt, simple but it's true i don't want to hurt a, a gay person a chinese person a black person a, a woman somebody else i actually want to you know try and come up with material that maybe can re- they can relate to you know mm-hmm. i like i want to like think like hey you know guys I, I tried spending like five minutes in your shoes in my head and dude like Women are like, you're fucking taxed like crazy just having to buy makeup all the time, man. It's yeah. like, like I can't imagine what it's like to have to spend an extra 70 bucks a week just to leave the fucking house and not look like a wreck. And it's like, I'm not making fun of them about that. You know, I'm trying to, to come up with something that like brings us together, you know? So, so again, it's, you don't want to make things at the expense of people. And if you just kind of keep that, 
that in mind, you know, I think I think you can touch on hard hard topics. Do you I think, think you definitely can? Do you think as well, Brandon, that sometimes like if you want to approach certain topics, that sometimes it's good to turn the joke inward, so make fun of yourself as you're kind of giving your perspective, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Like, it lends you credence to come from a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, like that's that's the thing you have to. You know, not only does it like, you know, like take the edge off and like make you the target for a bit, yeah. but it shows that, that, you know, how to, how to, but like, you're not perfect. You have feelings and you have foibles too. Yeah. And like, you're, you're, you're human. So I think, I think it, it does a two, it does a two, it does two jobs and it takes the heat off of the original target. Yeah. And it also, you know, makes you more relatable. Yeah. And, and those are, and those are good tools to have. Uh, I just want to go back to the forgiveness and to, to back to hecklers because I just, you know, fucking side. Yeah, no, go ahead, man. Yeah, that's yeah, a freestyle. Um, I feel like the hecklers are a little more forgiving than the actual comics. Because really? the hecklers, yeah, because they're there and they're a little drunk or they're just fucking talking. They just want a good time, right? You know, at the end of the day, when he says, when's the funny start? Or like he says, yeah, right. He's really just yelling, entertain me. He's mm. like fucking... Like, give me some. I need some attention. Or include me. Yeah, include, you know, include me. Include me is include probably another. So, you know, if I can then take that heckle and make him laugh, I've won the room. You know? Yes. Like, it's... And you have. You have won the room. Because there is... Win, that, that's the in, the, no, that's crowd interaction. Interact it's crowd interaction. Course. People are impressed because they're just kind of like, oh, wow, that wasn't planned. You no. know, like... It sounds off the cuff. They appreciate the improv. They appreciate the fact that they're seeing something that's a little unscripted. And, 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 but it's, you, know, you, you obviously, if you don't know, lose your flow. When I watch comics and that happens and I see that they don't lose their flow or their energy or their hold over the room, that they just yeah. deal with it almost, almost like they're juggling and somebody throws an extra ball out of nowhere yeah. and they go yeah. fine and they just start juggling that too. You that's have to, excellent. You have to have that skill, man. You have to, you have to be ready for anything. And that's, that's the difference between, you know, comics who who write a lot and 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 like i think that they, they they expect the material to work for them and comics who don't have the performance angle down and you know i've worked with a couple of young comics uh and i mean it feels weird to say i'm not like i'm 60 or anything <laughs> you know like I, I i have my years they have theirs and you know the it's like dog years you're older exactly yeah. exactly i mean if you're doing three shows a night for like for fucking almost five six years you've been at it for 10 it's like you have yeah. that experience of just yeah. being able to like you know take whatever they throw at you it's all about the so, reputation isn't it yeah so you just have to kind of like be prepared man always think on your feet be, be ready you know i always tell like new comics if they say something to you just ask them questions you if you keep asking them if you keep asking the heckler questions you will eventually find something to hook on to you know like, kind of like a oh, cold reader do you know like those exactly <laughs> cold reading it's 100 percent cold reading it's like yeah. oh what you're bored you're like yeah i'm bored why are you bored? You came out to the camera. It's like, you're not funny. It's just kind of like, well, you're not fucking funny either, man. I mean, like, wh yeah. what's going on? And she's not entertaining. Like, you figure something <laughs> yeah. out. Keep asking questions. They're pretty chinky in their armor. find something to hook onto. Yeah. You know. Um, you should be ready to be uncomfortable, it sounds like, if you're going to be a stand-up comic. Like, yeah, the, the, sure. But this, you know, despite the plans and the plans being your jokes. Like the first time yeah. you have sex, be ready to be uncomfortable. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least that was that was pretty fast in my case. <laughs> <laughs> you have a tight five. So you're saying it's gonna be uncomfortable the first time? I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I heard good things about it. <laughs> I know you've been talking to Vinny already. <laughs> um yeah, man. But uh, there's nothing else you'd rather do, is there? Like, I mean, despite the the slings and arrows and the gigantic pain in the ass and the comedy sucks, yeah, it's still. Oh yeah, it is still I, your I mean, calling. You know, I mean, even if I was like had like the lucrative dream job, which I mean, mm-hmm. for me, I'd love to like work on a you know, like a movie or a series, like really just like get in like a, a hardcore writer's room. And just mm-hmm. help develop a big idea. Even if I was doing that, you still couldn't stop me from doing stand up at night. Yeah. Like what? Like yeah. like I even if to. it was paying, even if it was relatively paying peanuts to yeah. what you were earning. Like, oh man, I still go them. like I don't care. I There's a fix that I need to get. <laughs> I love peanuts. <laughs> I love peanuts, man. Dude, I mean. And and that's the other thing too. Like some comics, like it, like again, I'm gonna sound like a total fucking square right now. But like I got I got a job on the side, man. So so like there. Comics like love the idea, like, oh, I'm paying another comic. Like, oh, it's a paid show. I'm like, how much does it pay? They're just kind of like ten dollars. I'm like, dude, that's not a paid show. <laughs> Keep the ten dollars. Like, thank you. I appreciate the gesture. Yeah. But like, I'm I'm already here, man. Like, like let's like. <laughs> I appreciate the ten dollars. And also, yeah, like I mean, I, I, I have to come into asshole, the city. I'll take your money, no. but it's like, please, please, man. It's not it's not changing my life. I, I'm I'm waiting. I'm waiting for like when you get those big out of town shows and you're getting like five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars, you're like, then you're like, yes, thank you. Like, yeah. but like $10, like, dude, like I know you're broke. You're putting on this show. Keep the $10. Like, dude, buy your fucking girlfriend something, you know, spend ten, like a fucking minute with her. Yeah. Yeah. My equivalent would have been a couple of drink tokens. Yeah. I, I, it was a, to be fair, it was a charity concert, but like, it was yeah. just kind of like, Given like and uh, I I brought in another band, so at the end it was like one point five drink tokens each. So I would rather take the drink tokens because you know, like at least it's fun from the bar and not the fucking comedian who's like spent the last six months like tearing his fucking hair out just to sell the tickets and, yeah. and organize the fucking us comics who who are you know always late. <laughs> no one ever wants to go first. So like we all fucking try and show up like 10 minutes before the show, hoping that like they already picked somebody else to like open. It's so it's like, I appreciate the work you put in, man. And I know you're trying to appreciate me with, with, the, with the token of uh, the gesture of $10, but like, they're not trying to insult you with it. It's not like, yeah, just, just, I, I, I've got like a room full of money back there and here's $10, you know, it's not Scrooge, no, it's, it's like actually that. a labor of love. It sounds like from that perspective. It is. It is at, at this level, you know, because I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not on. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm not. The Netflix like, special. That's always. Yeah, I'm not on a Netflix goes, special. That somebody got their own like, Netflix nice to talk special. To a comic. I'm like, dude, maybe. Like, I'd like to meet one too, man. Like, let's fucking. I don't know. Is <laughs> is Ali Wong available? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, where's, do you know Bert, where's Bert Kreischer? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, think, I think I'm here because you needed a white guy with a beard. Like, fuck it. <laughs> um, a minute ago, you were saying like nobody wants to come on as an opener. Like, is like the being in the opening act the shittiest like position you can be on a comedy lineup? And if that's the so shit, you're warming up, is my guess. Yeah, like, it, like so there, there's the there's the MC 
who, you know, if it's if it's a real show, if it's like a club show, they yeah. book their MCs really like really professionally, really well. Like when you're in a real comedy club, the MC should almost be like the second, maybe third most talented guy on the bill. He's going to be on stage the most. He's going to be responsible for managing the crowd's moods and emotion. If guy number three sucks, you know, you need that MC to kind of refresh and reset the palette to make sure that like the guy after him is doing okay. Tempo settings. So yeah, you need to really have that feel for the audience and get them up. I mean, I, I explained to young comics who are like starting out and need to MCs, like you are kind of like a representative of the audience. You know, if things are weird for the audience, fucking stay. It's like, man, that was weird. You know? And yeah. Like, oh yeah. We're all, we're back together on this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Same page here. Nothing worse than like watching a guy just kind of like fucking freak out. And then the guy goes, Hey, really funny. Everybody. Bullshit. So you have to have that like people skill, that audience skill the ability to kind of like lead and set the tone. So the MC is usually the most in a professionally booked show will be the mm-hmm. second, maybe third most talented guy. On That's the, the thing. It's not just funny, is it? You need this, these other skills, these kind yeah. of interpersonal yeah. skills that don't necessarily rely on a hundred percent humor. Yeah. If you have a hard time relating to people, you know, it will be very, it will be difficult to be a comedian. That's not to say there aren't comedians that like have made their bread and butter on being awkward and like unsociable. Um, I don't know if you know Joe Para. Guy's fucking hilarious. He's such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so like, I, I really Who like. Who are your heroes? Do you mind me asking? Yeah. Like, if um, you were to put, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw a, a random three. Sure, sure. Uh, Patrice O'Neill is definitely the the Godfather for me. Um, not Bill Cosby. Not Bill Cosby. No. no, he no. puts people to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh I want to say allegedly, but we all know. Him, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was, oh man, Cos. Even even for me growing up, Cosby's like another fucking era. It was very hard yeah. to like. To me, you like, get the ticket money. I don't remember like any yeah, Rocky yeah. show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So you say your mom <laughs> fell asleep at my house. <laughs> and now she's acting all withdrawn and weird. <laughs> Maybe you gave her a little pudding. <laughs> That's the name of Ben Cosby's sex tape, Pudding Pop. Oh, God, yeah. You want a night quill and soda? <laughs> I did love those memes of like um, uh, the guy from Pawn Shop, whatever the fucking show was, and he's going. You wanted free Britney, and uh, sorry, but best I can give you is free Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah. Just... <laughs> that that, that's that's not right. that you gave us you gave us your number one. Could you sorry name it again? My brain went. Patrice yeah, O'Neill. yeah. So definitely Patrice O'Neill. Like that cool. dude. Like here's the thing with Patrice. Um, you can watch his stand up. You can watch his stand up specials. You can watch clips of him doing stand up, and it's great. But if you find ever find clips of him just talking, that is the funniest motherfucker in the world. The guy tells it like it is, calls it out. He has such amazing insight into people's psychology, the way people act. I think I think, you know, the way um, his take on race was was so amazing and like almost needed in a time like this. 
um he had a he used to be on opie and anthony a lot which is like was the only reason i'd ever listened to those guys i mean no 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 offense no shot taken but it's it was just the truth it's like oh there's like tons of patrice content out there who are these guys and like it's just the reason i listen to him and then he had his own show it was a relationship show on sirius at the time and this is maybe like 2007 eight um where he called himself like he was like the black dr phil and he called himself black <laughs> <laughs> black philip show and and man me and my me and my boys we would just fucking spend like just sit there just listening to clip after clip of him just giving like call in radio advice man so so patrice is just is just a godfather he's amazing um i think not to be too current again but i think what bill burr is doing yeah is is fantastic i mm. think in a lot that him Probably. and patrice were good friends for a long time do you think, think Patrice that, would have molded Bill Burr's style somewhat? I, I definitely do. And I think Bill would agree that, you know, I think I think unofficially he's kind of carrying the torch for that level of I'm just I'm just saying it. Outrageous this is, humor. This is where I'm coming from. Yeah. And if yeah. and if it's fucked up, you know, don't get mad at me. Just <laughs> I'm realize fucked up. I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Why, why are you getting mad at a guy who's so clearly fucked up? You know? Like, yeah. Yeah, what do you expect exactly. from me? Like, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> um, so I think Bill Burr is doing, like, the yeah. best work in stand-up today. Um, and I try and stay away from, like, when I say stay away, I mean, I, I watched the big names. But, like, if I told you, oh, Dave Chappelle, it's like, I don't think you're going to learn anything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. No, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But even um, we were talking about music earlier. If I used to say like, "Oh, I, I, yeah, no, I like, I like Metallica. I like Metallica." I would know less. You haven't about learned me. anything about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah not at all. So gargant ACDC or something. It's so gargantuan yeah, yeah. that you just can't. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and then so yeah, let's just say that using that barometer, your third choice. The third, choice, the third choice is really like here i'm getting into like oh man it's like a five-way tie i'm gonna <laughs> name one guy and then kind of forget another guy like <laughs> um go just go go instinct first thing comes to your head yeah. go instinct in, 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 instinct is basically to say rickles but um don rickles, Love a bit of don rickles. And i want to like tie in three old guys just to say like these guys gave me a little bit of background in what comedy is. Wasn't the question, but fine. (laughs) (laughs) I like I can say that on this on this podcast. I said it to someone else. He's being disparaging to women. It's like no, I'm being disparaging to fat guys. (laughs) I don't know what you think cunt means. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'd say Rickles, Dangerfield, and Bob Newhart. All give yeah. you a little bit of different uh, education on a little bit on the back on the back of comedy. Newhart on the deadpan, um, uh, Dangerfield set up punchline and Rickles insult comedy and handling a crowd. Um, but then but I'm not even a stand-up comic, and I feel at all. But like I mean, even I even just feel my sense of humor. Of course, we are all all of the time being shaped by our external stimuli in every way. Mm, and even yes. just those guys just taught me like, oh God, that's a good way. That's just a good, you know, just look someone dead in the eyes and insult them like that. That's hilarious. And I it's might amazing. do that. I might just do that. And it's, it's a terrible imitation of the greats or whatever, but it's still yeah. shaped by them. So even Absolutely. though I'm not doing it on a platform, I think it's a sense of humor. Like we, we, we learn that as well. Like a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and, and here's the thing, you know, like it 
take take their stuff and, and have fun with it and like and like use it in your day-to-day life because here's the thing someone's gonna laugh and 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 god willing you say oh man <laughs> thank you but th- that's an old rodney dangerfield or like yeah, thank yeah. you but that's a mitch hedberg joke you know and they go yeah. who and and it makes you it makes them kind of like discover somebody new yeah um and people always say oh you're a comedian be funny you know like there are some jokes that like don't work if unless you're on stage in context where you're like just like hey here's me like giving my thoughts on something like goes back to the forgiveness pardon me it goes back to the forgiveness that no one mentioned earlier like you're saying like in certain contexts certain instances certain jokes are allowed more leeway than would be in conversational humor you know yeah or even just stage for it i'm sure if you're sitting at a dinner party and you were saying like here's a story you're like no i need it to be it needs a stage it needs a setting or it needs an energy it needs a gear shit like exactly exactly like you can't just be at a dinner party sitting down and like break into like you know here's the thing about this and blah 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 it's kind of like this people are like looking at you like it's a conversation you lose all the context and you lose the idea that like the next thing you're saying is actually a joke like people think that it's 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 i got you so like the stuff you do on stage won't necessarily translate off stage, but there, but there are just some jokes that are just like joke, 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 jokey jokes, you know, yeah. like that. You, can, I remember, um, and, and these sometimes even aren't yours. I think, I think every good comedian should have like a few joke book jokes. So like when, you know, you're at the store or like, I remember, like I was at a clothing store or something and somebody goes, Oh, you're a comedian. Or, like you tell me a joke, you know, instead of going into like, well, I'm an Iraqi Jew and my grandma, <laughs> you know, like, telling them my life i know a few joke book jokes i just throw it out it's not mine but it's just kind of like go for it you know like i made you laugh come see me on come see me on friday yes yeah you know? yeah absolutely Almost i like have a sense of humor mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly if you like this joke you might like some that i've written <laughs> <laughs> would, would you I think- say sorry i know i was gonna say would you say out of the top three and um the few that you mentioned but they've all kind of molded your style that you're like a hybridized version of your idols would you say you know what i actually wouldn't you know i think those guys are are so good and so natural at what they do and i try and incorporate a little bit of their of their point of view and a little bit of their attitude and a little bit of their skill but i definitely think that my style is actually a little bit unlike them you know i i admire um their control i admire patrice's control on stage i admire bill burr's um his his what he holds back as much as what he he lets go and um for me i'm a high energy comic you know like i'm 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 talking i'm laughing i'm I'm moving around the stage so i feel like i'm i'm i have other influences in terms of my performance but you know when i try and like think of their material i'm like "Mm." i don't love like i don't love dane cook's material but, you know, I can watch Dane Cook and I go, fuck, I also run around the stage like that. And yeah. I like bring my energy up and down and like, like move and talk to people. So, and, you know, so when it comes to comedians, when it comes to comedians, it's not just about admiring their material. It's admiring their craft. Isn't it like, yeah. you know, it's like their, their crowd work or whatever, or their presence on stage. Is their stage said. presence. The stage presence is huge. You know, like, like, like. Dude, funny jokes are funny jokes, but you got to own the stage. You have yeah. to feel comfortable up there. You have to like, you know, if you ever like, you know, they say like, you know, you want to show that you own the room, like man spread, like spread your legs, take up as much space as possible. Yeah. You have to do that version on stage. Where it's like, all right, this is my stage. This is my, my set, my, 
my my mic. You're my audience. I'll tell the joke when I'm ready. Everybody look at me, you know, like yeah. if you don't have if you if you if you fold in that situation, someone will notice, you know, like you you lose a little bit. It's 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 a, it's 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 subjective. It's sly. Somebody could know. fold and still have a great set, but I'll sit there going, it's like he was nervous. Yeah. You know, he didn't. He held back. She held back. Yeah. And again, it's just it comes from, you know, 10 years and doing acting and improv and theater and all that shit. So there's a sales, more a, there's a I was just going to start. There's a sales technique called mirroring. So if you want to like uh, control the, the customer, the conversation, you pretty yeah. much you start doing these slight movements and then you eventually they'll start mirroring your body language, and your movement, and then you can actually hit them with the hard sell. You know, like a, I yeah. picture Vinny walking into a store and some dude with his dick out. Going, I, I got this. <laughs> I, I just kind of, I just kind of fucking pictured him on the phone. It's like, so you want that fucking long distance, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> just like slowly peppering, peppering in some fucks and cunts, and you know, just like. <laughs> Starting the conversation, being like "hello" and anything, it's like "fuck yeah," you know. Maybe we do need a fucking new fence outside. <laughs> you fucking got me, Vinny. When can the landscapers be here? <laughs> just these fucking guys. It's just clothes. <laughs> he says this fucking guy all the time. So <laughs> Which is easier? Um, is it? Do you find it easier to get in front of a camera or get up on stage? I find getting up on stage a lot easier. I knew um, you, I, I assumed. It's yeah, because it's, it's, um, uh, cause you're the, like, for so many reasons. I mean, like, you're, first off, you're the director. You're the one who decides how you're going to do it. Um, second off, you're on stage, you're on stage. As soon as it's over, it's over. You know, like when you're, when you're on camera, it's like every little thing is picked up, you know, and there are times when like I'm watching my scenes on like a show. And I can just see the slightest little thing in my eyes. I'm, I was nervous. I mm. I was I was a little concerned. I was too loud. And like no one else sees it, but you remember it, you know. Right, that's not my body language. I always thought in my head, if I ever did a bit of acting, I'd look at it and go, "That's not my body language." As in, it's just not even the way I sit because you're obviously what you do with your hands and your body and your you know yourself. You know, I always thought under the microscope that would be something I'd see. It's it's tough, man. Like it lasts forever. You're trying to please the director and give the other actors what they need and 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 serve the show. And you know, you'd be very very surprised, at least at the level of acting, where you're like there for the day or like two three days tops. You know, you're not like one of the stars of the show or you're not like a regular. They're not inundating you with notes. They're not inundating you with feedback. They're they brought you here because you nailed the audition. You know what to do do it and if everything goes right i won't have to like the director won't talk to you because like they're worried about a hundred other things you know like the cameras the lights the sound the who's who's ready here is the next place is the next set ready um all this minute things so so figuring out whether like if you were to be so stupid as to act the directors like did you like the way i said where are you going like that's your line like where are you going like just like, dude, I have so many other fucking things to deal with. Like, you're cut. I don't want to have to think about this. We'll, we'll figure it out later. It's like, it's just so much stress on that set and you get no feedback. So like, 
you just want to do a good job. You just want to like, you're dying to, to, to leave a good impression. So they bring you back. I mean, like you do that in every performance, but um, acting is on camera is so tough and, and it lasts forever. Like I could throw like, dude, on, on stage, I could like, you throw it out. It's gone. It's, it's over. You know, like if I fuck up, I do great. It, don't get attached to it. It doesn't last. Right. If I do super well and I killed the most I get to remember it is a night, you know, that night, next day, it's not worth shit. What are you going to do? The next day you fucking suck. And you just, well, I did really good yesterday. Yeah. You're only, oh, dude, it's, exactly. So, so on stage, you know, you just let it go. You let it fly, which ironically is what they tell actors to do in all your acting class. They say, throw it away, let it go, throw the line away. Don't, don't like say like, where are you going? Just like throw it up. Where are you going? You know, like, just don't give a shit. You're not performing that line, you know, yeah. like don't, yeah, don't, don't fucking strangle it. Just let yeah. it go. You know, good acting is almost like doing nothing. And speaking to your thing on body language, man, dude, I, I, I took an, an, an hour long class, spent a hundred dollars the entire fucking time, just learning how to sit down on camera, <laughs> literally, oh literally God. how to just sit the fuck down. Oh man, you should have come to me. I've been doing it. It's it's one of those things where it's like, all right, like when, when uh, no one looks at the chair when they're sitting down on camera. You don't set. You just pre-plan your sit and your and your move and, and try and make it effortless. And it's just like I'm like, wow. You know, like, <laughs> like it's it's almost like acting is like almost like ninety nine percent choreography at some level. Really? Yeah. Like, so you like I, I walk to the table and I I maintain eye contact with the person I'm talking to. And I pull the chair out and I plop myself on it or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You, you fucking nailed it. Because otherwise, in real life, you'd be talking and then you kind of look down at the chair and you continue the conversation and, you know, you pull it out and, you know, you, you know, make sure your ass gets in there all right. Whereas <laughs> on your balls. I mean, I did that once. So <laughs> yeah. on my own balls. And, and, and it was and, fucking and, horrendous. It's very oh, sore. Dude, no, <laughs> That's why they give us special acting underwear to make sure that, like, when we do, <laughs> when we do our sits, oh, yeah, yeah, from underneath, it's, it's, it's padded, yeah. yeah. There's like a puppeteer but, uh, under the chair, and he just cups your balls as you're about to sit down. <laughs> that's, <laughs> and that's the guy who has the bad job on set. <laughs> that's the kind of grip. <laughs> that's the grip. The yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit, that was good. That's the grip. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck me, man. That's entering my fucking set. Oh, That's entering it's all yours, fucking, man. It's all yours. Fucking, yeah. fucking sitting down in the underwear and the fucking... Oh no, but that's the grip. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> that's all you, man. You can have it. Yeah. All you. You're going to get that, those t next $10 is yours. You know? <laughs> in like in four years' time. <laughs> Just give ten, me drink tokens. Just give me drink ten tokens. 10 Canadian yeah, dollars. Done. On the fucking done. <laughs> Ten dollars <laughs> minus the six dollars it costs to send the ten dollars. Four dollars. <laughs> I'll, I'll have my agent. I'll have my agent e-transfer. Yeah, my people will reach out to your people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm my only people. I'm just me. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I've gotten super aware of the time, and we've run a bit over today. Just tell us before we get the fuck out of here. Um, again, you've already touched it, but can you just say where, what, who, and how? 
people uh, <laughs> who are listening to this can interact with you or support you or oh, even I'm just sorry. listen to you. Oh, for sure. First off, I'm sorry if I was a little late. And uh, oh no, man. Oh, oh no, we were just we had, oh, a, shit, blast. No. We had a blast. Man. I'm actually okay. trying to get out of going out. So I mean, yeah, no, no, that's the goal. Get drunk, typical Irish stereotype. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want much. to go out. I want to. Know, I want to get drunk. Let's not get drunk. <laughs> this was this was absolutely great, guys. I had a great time. Uh, oh, no, really anytime you have me. Um, so again, my name is Brandon Zakai. You follow me on Instagram, Brandon Zakai, B R A N D O N Z A K K A I. Um, the brand is called Comedy Sucks uh, on Instagram. Again, at Comedy Sucks, all one word. Dot T O. Uh, we got our memes there. We post about our shows. Um, you can see some. Uh, I think I'm on an episode of the latest season of Titans, uh, season four. I'll be on season four of Titans oh, for an episode. Um, I'm on a show. I was on a show called Wayne. That's on. Uh, oh, I love that show. Oh yeah, on yeah, Amazon Wayne. Online. Yeah, it was. It was a YouTube original or some shit like that. It was originally. a YouTube original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that show. <laughs> it was a YouTube original. We were one of the first shows on YouTube, uh, and then they they closed down YouTube originals. Uh, Cobra Kai got picked up by Netflix, and Wayne got picked up but it didn't get like picked up for new episodes but it, it it's now uh hosted on amazon prime at least here in canada i don't yeah, know what's going on in okay. ireland uh but yeah i'm on episode two of that i don't know if you remember um, no I, it's been a while i watched it when it first came out and now yeah. i'm gonna have to go back and so, uh, yeah i'm i'm a piece of shit who gets his ass kicked by wayne <laughs> oh, lovely. yeah he does a lot of that yeah, yeah, yeah. beating up people was a big well, part the of the kid's, kid's irish too isn't he yeah wayne He's an he's an Irish kid, isn't he? I think he might be. Yeah, it's been. I can picture him, and I can picture the girl who he takes yeah. from that that dude that was in Oz and all those other shows. Dude, Oz is such a sick show. <laughs> such a great dude, fucking I, show. Dean Winters, Dean Winters, cool fucking dude. That guy was that guy was in Oz. I love that dude. A uh, lot of great shows he's been on. I think the father uh, Wayne's father who died was in Deadwood. I don't know if you guys ever yes. watched that. Deadwood was that awesome. Was yeah. a fucking amazing show. As for Urgent um, Curses more than any man alive. Oh, <laughs> that, that fucking cocksucker. Please, <laughs> do not get me started on that fucking guy. Like, like, like my, my acting, my acting, like, monologue for, like, auditioning for agents and shit like that. I did a Yeah, I was on Wayne. Uh, I was on... Um, Titans, as I said, I'm trying to think of some other shows. Twelve Monkeys was a show based on a movie. Uh, the sci-fi I haven't seen it, but sci-fi yeah, channel, also. yeah, yeah, sci-fi, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, fucking can't remember some other shit now, yeah. but it's all there. Man, isn't it the worst though when you're like uh, when someone says promote yourself and like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> every time, man, every time, anytime we're on other podcasts at the end, you I'm guys like, can IMDb me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you are. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Thanks for breaking Canadian. the stereotype that all Canadians are polite, man. Thanks for reinforcing the stereotype of the ignorant Irish. No. <laughs> Reinforce the stereotypes, you wound me. <laughs> uh, all right, I mean, what, like, seriously, you guys brought another Jew in show business on? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck man? But you are hard to find, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> no, wonder, no wonder I can't find you in the bank. You're all in show business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask your lawyer. He knows about me. Uh, <laughs> 
one of the Iraqi 12. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you should get that like tattooed on your arm or something. <laughs> yeah. No, man. One, one of us is sick, guys. So prayers for Yossi and Akram, you know, like <laughs> going to be the Iraqi 11 soon, man. It's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, like power four to the ocean series is it <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah definitely find me on instagram find me on imdb go watch wayne episode two um oh, i was in v wars that was on netflix but that got canceled super fast i don't know if you saw it netflix canceled um, shows like a motherfucker but yeah, man, it's just fucking just just dude, I'm hustling. Hopefully Yeah, yeah, I man, that's it. You're hustling, more man. More good news. Maybe I'll be back another time and I'll be like, yo, I I was I was in this movie and it's great and I'm yeah. finally better than you fucks. <laughs> Here's what I really the baseball cop is a crown. Podcast. <laughs> He's wearing a crown. I don't need to do this anymore. A, a, a Rocky twelve fling around his neck. <laughs> oh, uh, that, dude, that, that, that really or the star of David that was on David. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's my next fucking, that's my next night. It's just a diamond I-12. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know I've made it. <laughs> my jokes turn into jewelry. <laughs> I got a wrist, I got a big red wristwatch of the Kool-Aid man. You know? <laughs> but fucking shit. Uh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. You know, they play that same, they play that same commercial everywhere in the world, man. You know, they just, they just redub it, man. They have that commercial in Iraq. You know, you just bust through the door. He's like, ah! I did one joke from the act. I'm good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Man, I'm All right, we're gonna have to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, go like, right, right. get your own because he's bitch whipped. And uh, so this was MDK presents. I'm your host, Vincent Green. I'm your host, John Tui. And we got Carmack in the back, and that was Brandon Zakai. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was fucking hey, awesome. Thank you, guys. It was awesome. Man. We'll hope to talk to you again, man. Thanks See so much. See you next time. Really appreciate it, dude. Take care, sir. So, good luck. Peace. Guys.